There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman, co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt-Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Finding Escobar's Millions premiered Tuesday, October 1st, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, on Discovery Channel, Jerry Salome. We will talk to Jerry finding Escobar's millions in just a couple of seconds with the family. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. A justice flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available, but here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. What are you playing, Ms. Pac-Man over there? <laughs> what the hell was that? It's Mama number five. Oh, don't make me laugh with food in my mouth. Oh, she's got food spitting all over the place. Hey, Mambo number five. Hey, Mambo, Mambo Italiano. Go, go, go. <clears throat> I'm sure Jerry Salome is just ecstatic with mm. our music choices. No question about it. Jerry, how are you? Hey, hey good, good afternoon, sir. How are you? Or, exactly. It's afternoon. Yep, it's 12-16. Here in the Midwest. Uh, you pronounce yeah, your last name perfect. Salome, Jerry? Yes, sir. Jerry Salome Finding Escobar's Millions premiered uh, Tuesday, October 1st, just six days ago. Uh, of course, uh, episode number two tomorrow night, 10 p.m., 9 p.m. Central Time on Discovery Channel. Most people know that notorious crime lord Pablo Escobar brought in outrageous amounts of money during his reign. At the height of his power, Escobar raked in billions of dollars a year. And I want to stop right there, Jerry. If you're raking in billions of dollars a year, how do you get caught? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, I tell you, you, you get caught by the dedicated <clears throat> professional efforts of the Columbia National Police. And uh, 
and, and their work with the DEA and the international law enforcement community. Really, that's how Pablo got caught. God, it's so you know, amazing. Aside from being a, 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 a notorious international drug trafficker, he was also the first narco-terrorist. And part of what brought Pablo down was the violence he perpetuated throughout Colombia, killing police officers, killing judges, killing innocent uh, uh, members of, of Colombia, uh, civilian members of, of the community in Colombia, and, uh, and and that was really his downfall. He, he wanted what he wanted, and when he wasn't getting it, he, he uh, resorted to violence. So do you? Think- so it was the the collective efforts of the Colombian National Police, the okay. Colombian government, and uh, the international community what what actually brought him down. Do you think they'll ever find all of the money he buried? I don't, Tom. To be honest with you, I, 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 I got to tell you, it's it's it's, it's been uh, you know it's been a, a long time. You know, he's, he's been dead since nineteen ninety three, December nineteen ninety three, and and there's been speculation that you know a lot of the uh, the money ha- some of the money has been recovered. The authorities have recovered it. Um, we know, and we've got credible uh, in, in, intel, Chris and I, that. Uh, you know, there's people still searching, and 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 as and part of the reason we deployed to Colombia in, in search of these uh, uh, proceeds that he stashed all over Colombia was uh, just based on the credible information that we were receiving. No, it's uh, you pronounce Chris's name Feistel. Is that how you say his name? Yes, sir. Chris Feistel, uh, along with Jerry Salome, spent their careers hunting down Colombian narcos. Now returning to Colombia in search of Pablo Escobar's buried treasure. So you got a, you got your job ahead of you, Jerry, digging for that treasure, man. It, it's uh, it was it was quite an undertaking. Uh, we you know as career investigators, we enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, we hope that your fans will certainly join us tomorrow night and uh, and and for the rest of the uh, series. It's been an interesting journey. We've we've reached out to. The sources that we'd worked with uh, back in our days in Colombia, we uh, recruited and uh, and developed other sources along the way that helped us in our quest to find Pablo Escobar's uh, millions. And uh, yeah, it was a it was it was quite an adventure, and and we had a, a an incredible team working with us. God, it seems like it. It's. Uh, as the story is told, Escobar strategically buried stashes of cash all over Colombia, yet much of it has not been found with unprecedented access and permission from the Colombian <clears throat> government. As we said, Chris and Jerry uh, spent their careers hunting down Colombian narcos, now returning to Colombia in search of Pablo Escobar's buried treasure. Do you have an estimate of how many million? Is there any way to tell how much money there is hidden? Well, there's not. I mean, there, there were estimates uh, when, when he was... Uh, you know, shipping loads and flying loads to the United States and the Bahamas, where he used the, the Medellin cartel, which, you know, Pablo was the founding leader of, along with Gonzalo Rodriguez Gacha, Carlos Later, which is the name from the past you may have heard of. But uh, they, they strategically set up uh, a base of operations in the Bahamas. You know, it was uh, a short you know, speedboat ride to the uh, to the east coast of the United States, uh, bringing in load after load of, of Colombian cocaine. So, when you take those amounts and you 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 can pretty well estimate the the billions that he was generating in illicit proceeds. We know that Pablo uh, concealed money and and uh, and and likely gold and and potentially jewels as well, but but mm-hmm. particularly the money, the bulk cash. They'd fly the loads up to the Bahamas uh, transshipment point or straight into the U.S. and other places, and they would come back with illicit proceeds, repatriate those proceeds back into Colombia, the profits of their illegal uh, international drug trafficking efforts. You know, Jared, uh, it, it is the, the amount of money is just incredible. I don't uh, think most people understand how much money is actually made. It is pretty. I, I will tell you, just nine months ago now that Catherine and I uh, spent a little time down in Florida, and just nine months ago we found out what a square grouper actually is. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> because we, you know, there's a chain of restaurants in Florida called the Square Grouper. We thought, what the hell sure. is a square grouper? 
Well, it's a it's a <laughs> bale of drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, usually referred to as a well, it's a kilo of cocaine typically. Oh, it's a kilo um, typically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the square but, uh, grouper. Yeah, they they occasionally they'll wash up on shore. You yeah. Know, you may have a an airdrop operation that went bad or a. You know, a boat operation that went bad, and you know, sometimes you get a stray kilo or even a stray stray bale of multiple kilos. <laughs> Usually, they'll they'll bale them up in a burlap sack. A burlap sack will contain about twenty five kilos. So Whoa! Yeah, the last yeah the last yeah. Uh, hurricane brought up a whole bunch of them. Apparently, yeah, right, exactly, right over yeah. by Donald no, Trump's I... Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, that's interesting that you brought that up. I used to actually, I, I for a time uh, during my career with DEA, I ran the the office, the DEA office in Freeport, Grand Bahama, which is really only about 70 miles due east of that part of Florida, you know, the Palm Beach, uh, mm-hmm. Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there was a lot of maritime, you know, activity, you know, uh, smuggling activities and stuff like that. So. Yeah, the hurricane certainly stirred up, you know, some of those we suspected they, they may have came from the Grand Bahama area. You know, the amazing thing so about we, that, you know, that area you're talking about is uh, Palm Beach Island, the, the the week between Christmas and New Year's, Palm Beach Island is the wealthiest place on Earth. So <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> it is. It is correct. Yeah, it's a wealthiest place. Quite interesting. Yeah. So I think you might be able to sell a few things during that week in Palm Beach Island, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. God. I think most of those folks made their wealth in different ways. Yes, I'm hoping. I'm but, hoping they weren't all drug but, dealers. That's true. But Pablo was incredibly wealthy. He he bought and paid for whatever he wanted. And, and if he wanted something, and, you know, it, it really, he, he, you know, take the money, let us do what we want, or... You know, you're going to feel the violence of the main cartel, and uh, you know, as directed by Pablo Escobar. So, it, it was a very scary time. I was, I, I got to Colombia initially at, in June 1993. He was killed in December 93, mm-hmm. and uh, so I, I had exposure as an agent to the manhunt that was going on to, to capture Pablo, and he ultimately, you know, died in the shootout in December of 93 with the with the police. But uh, yeah, just an incredible reign of terror. Uh, that he wielded, you know, upon his country, and uh, but surprisingly, still had a bunch of loyal followers, and some of those extend even to today. Uh, but there was money stashed, you know. He, he, whether or not he was on the run, he, they had stash houses throughout Medellin, they had stash houses throughout uh, Antioquia, and, and likely beyond the state of Antioquia, where, where Medellin's located, just strategically as a major international criminal organization they had to be prepared you know pay off money bribe money you know so this money was stashed and um oftentimes it would be maybe in apartments on fincas you know ranches and stuff and uh chris and i felt compelled to go back to Colombia and and follow up on these leads just based on the, the credibility that they appeared to have and uh and that's where the adventure started I think it's wonderful. Do you know, does anyone know that very first thing that happened to Escobar, Pablo Escobar, that got him into the drug trade in the first place? Did he always plan as a little kid, hey, when I grow up, this is what I'm going to do? Or how did he get started? You know, he just evolved from a from a street thug, oh, street criminal. Okay. And, uh, and it just, you know, it just sort of grew from there. And uh, that's where many of the major international drug traffickers got their start, just, you know, small-time crime. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and he, and he did enjoy a kind of a Robin Hood sort of persona in the uh, in the poor areas of, of Medellin, uh, areas they call the Columnas, and, you know, sort of on the outskirts of Medellin, where he, you know, he built, he built schools, he built parks, he built, you know, places for people to live. But, uh, you know... Uh, th- those people are, and, and people in those areas now are still living at the subsistence level, and I, I think he, he took advantage of that and tried to, you know, build that that loyalty that, that came from from the, the exploits that he that he did. I mean, certainly he probably helped some people, uh, but 
rest assured, Pablo was a, a major international narco terrorist. And, it, uh, yeah. and, and by definition, probably the first. You know, it just amazes me that these people, um, I'm talking about the people in the neighborhood. Yeah, you know what? Uh, matter of fact, uh, Epic, uh, the Epic's uh, TV channel is running um, a Bumpy Johnson show. It's called uh, the, Godfather of Har- the Godfather, oh, the Godfather of, Harlem. of Harlem. Yeah, yeah Godfather of Harlem. Same story. And, yeah. and I don't understand, Jerry, why it is that, because I grew up in a very, very poor neighborhood. I mean, really poor. Uh-huh. I did not admire murderers and gangsters like some people do. I don't understand that. How you can admire a murderer? I don't get that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't either. But I mean, it was. It, it, as we're speaking now, Tommy, man, I can recall the uh, the day he was killed when the news reports started coming out, and you would think, and then the, the subsequent funeral that they had for him, mm-hmm. you, you would think it was a a uh, head of state. I know. That, it, it passed away, not killed. It just passed away. You know, I mean, it was just incredible. But on the other side of it, I've got tremendous respect for uh, Colombia, its citizens, uh, the, the national police, um, and the elements of the government that we worked with. They were just fantastic, and they remain to this day among our most closest partners. You know, with the with the U.S. government in the in the drug war, and uh, and you got to hand it to them. I mean, they lost. You know. Somewhere around 500 cops Ooh. in the uh, in the mission of you know taking down Pablo and and the elements of the Medellin cartel that that they got to finding a tremendous sacrifice. Oh God, yeah, I could see that absolutely. Finding Escobar's Millions premiered last Tuesday, uh, episode two tomorrow night on Discovery Channel. Great programming. On the Discovery Channel, as a matter of fact, Jerry Salome, S-A-L-A-M-E-H. Jerry, thank you. Great, great story. We'll be watching every episode. I was out of town for the first one, but I will be back in front of the, the uh, set tomorrow. Well, matter of fact, I'll watch the first one and the second one back to back. Looking forward to it, sir. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure uh, speaking with you today, Tom, and, and good luck with everything. And we'll... Uh... Thank you for uh, for allowing me the opportunity to speak with you. We'll absolutely get it done. Let's get to. I, I want to get. Uh, how many episodes are you doing, Jerry? Wait, the, this uh, second season is a, a series of six shows. Six, okay. And uh, as you said, uh, Tuesday nights on the Discovery Channel at 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, 9 p.m. Central. We'll get it taken care of. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, sir. Best wishes. Best wishes to you. Jerry Salome, Finding Escobar's Millions, will be back with the family. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me, too? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. I still never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. The cocaine. 
Really nice. Really, really nice there, Cassie. No question about it. I really like Jerry. What a good guy. Yeah. Well, it's amazing, like, how much money yeah. has gone through the cartel. I mean, with all these drugs. Oh, yeah. Billions oh, yeah. of dollars. It is and, billions. And it's like, a lot of it, where did it all go? You know, it's like, yeah, where is all like where, like where our tax money? You mean? Yeah, where did our tax money go? <laughs> it's kind of like that. We're broke again, really. Don't you ask. took in a trillion dollars last year. Uh, you okay? Or uh, how many trillions do they take in every year? The IRS. I I don't think we want to know that. We, pro- <laughs> we probably don't. You might be right about that. They keep saying, "Well, we need to raise taxes because we're, or, you know, we're in a deficit." Okay, well. That's exactly it. Okay, so I'm going to run around the table here. Catherine and I did not go through this. Uh, you and Darkness probably didn't. Uh, Tevin, are you going to get married someday? Well, probably. Probably someday? Probably. Yeah. Well, don't you do this either okay. then. And then Andy, you're uh, getting married on Sunday. Sunday. Uh, you're not getting married outdoors, are you? Uh, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Why? It's 44 cold. and snow. Yeah. What? What? Wait, yeah. it is not going to freaking oh, snow in October. Sat, Friday, blizzard, Saturday, yeah. and Sunday. Oh, that's a ways off. No, it could be wrong. It could be wrong. Let's put out some Caribbean yeah. vibes you, to get some warm weather. No, but I'm supposed to be driving to Fargo on oh, Friday yeah. and Saturday oh. for a homecoming, so we're going to, fingers crossed, Man. that it passes. Oh. Well, he just blew off your wedding, Andy. Did you see that? I said Friday and Saturday. I'll, Sunday, I'll be there throwing flowers. <laughs> You'll be mazel tov. I do whatever you might be all you white people. Yeah, all you white people over there. Mazel tov would be Jewish people. Okay, there we go. No, okay. no. Get your white <laughs> groups straight. Why do I live here? Every year, every year when that first snow hits and it's earlier and earlier, global warming, baby. We're really going to get snow. So maybe On Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay, so instead of Halloween decorations, I should just go for it and put up my Christmas tree then? Or what? Yeah, just forget it. Did you get the message from Alex? No. Oh, you didn't get the message? I don't think so. I can track it down here. (laughs) Only Alex wants to. the Midland Halloween. Yeah, when's the Midland Halloween party? (laughs) Look it up. Look it up your own self. So, Andy, you don't want to do this uh, before your wedding, Okay. This story, this next story, it's uh, Pennsylvania. Two days before his wedding, police say a Pennsylvania groom sexually assaulted one of the bridesmaids. Don't do that. Why would you do that? You know what? There's a snowball chance in hell that Andy would do something. (laughs) Why would you sexually assault one of your bridesmaids? Uh, A little drinking? That's that's her friends. I gotta little be honest drink with you, honey, little drugs. I oh. used to drink, but I've never sexually assaulted a woman when I was drinking. That you Can recall. I also say that? Oh, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, sorry. I had to. Yes, dear. Two days before his wedding, police say a Pennsylvania groom sexually assaulted a bridesmaid. The morning call reports the wedding party had been rafting on the Delaware River. Well, and perhaps not surprisingly, they were drinking. Ah, really? They were drinking. Alky Hall is always a bad plan. On August 30th, the 29-year-old bridesmaid told police she was so intoxicated she kept falling off her paddleboard into the water. Uh, let's take advantage. While rafting also? Probably not the smartest thing I to know, do. I like, know. Rafting. I don't know why they drown. <laughs> Actually, you and I went rafting on our honeymoon. We did, but we did not have alcohol. Whitewater rafting. I can't picture you whitewater rafting. It was... He was definitely not in his element. <laughs> no, Catherine wanted to go rafting, and he was like, well, oh, this is what we do now, we, I guess. We did, we, did, we did fancy hotel part of the week for Tom. Oh, okay. and, um, oh for Tom. And yeah. horseback yeah, riding, whitewater rafting in yeah. the mountains for me. Oh, See, okay. that's what we did. Dave, is a, he's a, he calls himself an avid endorsement. He likes avid the, in, the indoors. Yeah. Avid endorsement. And I'm completely opposite. I love to hike. I love to fish. I love to be out camping. Yeah, I does, told Dave we like should camp. You should have saw the cringy look he had. Oh, no. That's not happening. No, Dave's not going camping. <laughs> I think I'm not over camping. Happen. I don't really like camping anymore. I love anymore. it. Well, the greatest part of that is... You've got to lug all that crap with you. No. I hate lugging. Um, the entire time we were whitewater rafting, I was on the brink of getting in a fist fight with the head guy. Because he was a guy from Ireland. <laughs> And he wouldn't Wasn't his shut name up. Peter Moore or something? I think it was Peter Moore. I think you're right. It was Peter Moore. I can't believe I remember that. Let me just tell you something, you people here, especially you, Tom. 
I don't know if you know this or not, but the Canadians kicked your ass in the only war they went up against the United States. I'm like, oh, God, really? It's going to be like this for four days. Yeah, we whipped your ass. He was, was just like, the what white water rafting guy. <laughs> we? You're from Ireland, first of all. That's funny. Oh, God, I will never forget it. And I was like... And then, and then we have the atheist that the, oh, yes, the, the leader atheist. of the horseback riding part of it was a Christian, and he had a Bible apparently in the tent. And yes. the atheist touched the Bible and came screaming out screaming. of the tent, oh my gosh. screaming from like touching a, a book because he thought it was. I know. Everywhere <laughs> we go, I'm like, why that? don't we film <laughs> our life? Why don't we film our life? horseback we, riding. We always I come know. across oh, crazy people everywhere we go. Atheist touched a Bible and freaked out. Yeah, they, yeah. Okay, but the, he's, he's, but a, he's like, it burned anything, me, right? it burned me. Okay, well, it if they're an atheist, me. that means that they, they should hold the Bible it. and think it's just yeah, a book. Yeah. Reader's be Digest, yeah. <laughs> you know. Mm. Oh, I just read Reader's Digest. He just, yeah, I well, he was in the home. We stayed in the home. the home, yeah. Can I tell you, can I tell you about our accommodations? Well, wait a minute, let me finish this story and then we'll do the accommodations. We'll do the accommodations after you, ratting you out on ruining our honeymoon by going with white water rafting with an it Irish prick. It was so much fun. That was a great trip. It was trip. fun. That, that was, was a great an trip. amazing trip. White water rafting down the cal- Camelback, uh, not Camelback, camelback. the Saddleback. Saddleback. Yes, there we go. Mountain. Uh, in any case, straight. Yes, dear. Uh, so they were drinking on August 30th. A 29-year-old business, uh, bridesmaid told police she was so intoxicated she had fallen off her paddleboard into the water. She was put onto a raft instead and couldn't remember much after that. By the time the group arrived at Monroe County's Shawnee Inn, she says she couldn't stand on her own. And the bride-to-be of 28-year-old Daniel J. Carney asked him to help her to the parking lot. Oh, let's, yeah, get her to the car. Yeah. She can't walk on her own. She probably can't start it. We just start it for her. Yeah, just start put a car. It and drive. She's in. taking a little nap in the back seat. Yeah. Tie her foot to the accelerator. Yeah. So you, uh, the bride to be a 28 could not uh, stand on her uh, on her own. She woke. She says she woke up in the men's locker room with Carney biting and grabbing her. She then passed right. out again and says this time she woke up to Carney on top of her with her bikini bottom pulled down. The bride to be walked in on this. Oh. I can't see you being even keel after that, honey. Actually, I'd probably just shut the door, <laughs> leave, and that would be the end of you. I'm just like, delete. I'd be the Pablo Escobar <laughs> of husbands. It never happened. It uh, never happened. I know what you're talking no, about. No, I would just feel like that would be, you would never see me again. The bride-to-be <laughs> screamed at Carney, per the bridesmaid, and police say the couple physically, st- they got in a fist fight. Of course they did. Uh, it was chaos amongst it's, the entire wedding party that night. Time. And the next day, she said, Carney allegedly tried to tell people she'd followed him into the locker room, but he also apologized to her the next day and said he didn't know what had happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the we morning- know that you're a sex maniac when you drink so this is not a good husband not good husband material. what are you looking at me for what what uh the day after that she went to the, the bridemaid went to the hospital and cops were called they say they had a surveillance tape showing carney pulling her into the locker room and heard a phone call in which he admitted to sexual assault that's gonna be a problem for you there yeah he's been hit with multiple charges including simple assault per the times news Oh, I feel sorry for her. What are you thinking? All, all of the hers. <laughs> all of the hers out yes. there. Okay, what were you saying now about the accommodate plush accommodations at the old uh, folks home? Okay, so my parents are moved into this old folks home. And my sister says, they have a guest suite there. And I'm like, that's probably good. Because I thought I was going by myself. And I was like, I'll spend more time with my parents there. And the accommodations in Cottonwood, Cornville are a little bit like, mm-hmm. not the yeah. greatest, mm-hmm. not fabulous. So I'm like, it can't be much worse than that Best Western that's in there. <laughs> so we go in and it's like, you could kind of tell that it's like things from rooms that people probably passed on and didn't need anymore yeah just maybe (laughs) just weird mismatched furniture um i see these little boxes on the ground by the bed and i'm thinking oh they must have ant traps great there's ants great you know and i'm thinking how am i going to sleep i pick one up it's a bed bug detector oh good 
Yeah. I'm like, so the first night they got, I I, I slept with the light on, (laughs) with a sleep mask (laughs) on. I'm like, because, right? Bed bugs supposedly don't come out in the light, right? Right. That's yeah. unlike life. I no think that's, that's a thing. thing. What? Isn't that well, a I, thing? No, I think that's with cockroaches. I think bed bugs. <laughs> no, that's only well, cockroaches. <laughs> I was in Arizona, okay, so maybe I prevented great. bed bugs and cockroaches. Up. Maybe. I don't know with bed bugs, because I've seen bed bugs out with lights. No, nope, apparently keeping not the light in my own doesn't home. stop them. Not in my own doesn't, home. Lights don't stop mm-hmm. them. So yeah, you just got to burn everything. <laughs> just with the well, blowtorch. I don't. I don't know if that's like a. Maybe that's a thing in guest rooms that you have to have those in Arizona. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe yeah, it's it just might there were bed I It yeah, did not make way, me feel. No. There was no towels. Oh. I'm, like going, I'm like, I'm going to go take a shower. I'm like, there's no towels mm. at all. Air Zero dry. towels. So, yeah, that was, those were our deluxe accommodations. Deluxe accommodations, ladies and gentlemen. That's all Tom we know. Tom clogged up the toilet and had an overfill. Oh, flow. my God. <laughs> yeah. It was, I'm not it was, kidding you. It was great. It I flushed the toilet. <laughs> I flushed the toilet. I go over to wash my hands, and all of a sudden I look over, and it's like a geyser, a geyser coming out of, of the toilet. It's yeah. The geyser of poop. It was everywhere in the bathroom. And I mean everywhere. And luckily, I still was at my parents' apartment, so he had to deal with that. I had to clean her up all by myself. Look at that turd. Yeah, it's really great. Oh, look at you guys laughing up the storm. You guys need a GoPro cam. Yeah, we really do. Because people just never believe it. They would never believe it. They would not believe it. Then we decided we were going to take the staircase, being healthy, right? The staircase. And we're like, we're like, why does it smell so bad in here? Well, that's where um, people that have cats, they put their cat litter out in the oh, staircase God, to be picked stink. up. Oh, did that stink? Uh, yeah. Holy heaven. Yeah, we just were just like, just you know, every, every day was a new adventure. It was. It was. You're absolutely right. It was a new adventure. and that's a, I will tell you, though, in Cottonwood, the food is phenomenal. they got boccia pizza, which is great. That was really good. you got Colt barbecue, phenomenal. Great brisket. All and the such. coffee houses were really good. Look, Crema, Rooster, and Old Town Cafe, I think we went to. Yep, they were all really good. And I had reminiscences of when I used to work at Capitol Records in 1977. I went to visit a friend in uh, Arizona who was in the radio business. I'm working at the record company. I go to visit him, and uh, I ended up staying one night in Sedona. And I said, God, I don't know whatever. And, and Kathy said, yeah, you know, the accommodations are pretty nice here, but there's this one place that's just an absolute palace. It's I've never wonderful. stayed in, of course. It's just a palace. It's just the absolutely gorgeous. It's called Auberge. And I said, Auberge de Soleil? And she yeah. goes, yeah. I, go, I stayed there when I was 25. <laughs> <laughs> I've been up to that region about 30 times because my parents have been up there for seven years and uh, never got to stay there. You never got to stay there? <laughs> not, the Auberge not de Soleil? Yet. Oh, I think you might be staying the there one of these times on, on the, the list. list. It is gorgeous. Yeah, I've heard it's gorgeous. I'll tell you another thing. That chapel, uh, chapel on, on, the, on the Holy Cross, mm-hmm. my God, is that place gorgeous. It's yeah. unbelievable. It is. There, it's, a, it's a chapel that was built right into a mountain. This woman designed it. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. And then you look down and there's a house... It's a little, just the, the house is just a little bigger than U.S. Bank Stadium. <laughs> Good God, that house is huge. It's unbelievably <clears throat> huge. Apparently it was a stockbroker. Oh. That's what they told me, it was a stockbroker that built. This thing, honestly, that house had to be at least, what, 40,000 square feet? irritate you that the guy that's handling your money. Your money. Is has a, a billion dollars. Yeah, and exactly. He probably doesn't apologize when he loses your money. Right. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I did pretty well, but you not yeah. so well. You didn't make yeah, out you, as well as yeah, I you did. you pay me no matter what. <laughs> I don't like that. That house is gigantic. No, Huge. That, that's like when I lived in I lived in Phoenix for a while, and there's a Camelback Mountain. Right. And just seeing yep. all of the yep. houses up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you lot, that lot ca- there's a castle stars. in the side of that. Yeah. 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 A lot of yeah. sports stars have yep. huge houses. Okay, I can tell you a quick story. Nice. The old car dealer, not Walzer. It was actually Larry was his name. Not It was a different dealership. I'm talking to him. He's staying up at the Phoenician, which is, I guess it's at the, I don't know if it's part part of the Phoenician that's down in the valley, but there's one up on top too or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
But he, I, I said, what are you doing? He goes, I'm in the penthouse at uh, Phoenician. Ooh. I said, you are? That's got to be pretty nice. He yeah. goes, hold on a second. And I can hear him running across the room. And then I hear him walking back. And he goes, uh, never mind. I said, what, what happened? He goes, I thought my wife fell off the balcony. She <laughs> didn't. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> he goes, she didn't. I'm like, holy God. It's a little harsh. And the fact that like, he thought she fell and he says, hold on one second. Hold on one second. one second. I, I want to watch your check. plummet. <laughs> I got to go watch your plummet about 20 stories. That'll be good. False alarm. Honestly, God, I thought she fell off the balcony. She didn't. Uh. <laughs> God, really, really nice. We shall take a break. Be right back. Kostaki, Economopolis, and Quick Snaps next with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom telling you that you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds on the 40-day weight loss program powered by Nutramost. I lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months, thanks to the Sheehy Brothers and the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost. And I encourage you to let them help you lose weight as they teach you how to stay healthy and keep that weight off. Take it from me, having a coach keeps you accountable and it makes achieving your goals so much easier. Let the ultimate wellness and weight loss program powered by Nutramost help you. Schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, August 19th at Jake's in Plymouth. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from clients submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress through the Nutramost weight loss programs. See website for full disclaimer details. It was a cold September morning when Kostaki Economopolis took the field. <laughs> what do you think, man? What was his name again? I forgot his name. I don't know. Wasn't it the same guy that did the Winnie the Pooh voice? No. Might have been. Films? No. I'm pretty sure what? What? Might have been. Yeah. Jim Cummings? You lie. I almost replaced him. Was it Jim? No, Jim Cummings was... Uh, he was he's Winnie the Pooh. Tigger. Oh, he's Winnie the Pooh. He's both. I feel like he oh, also right, did the NFL films voiceover stuff. Jim Cummings has he, done a billion he things. Might he did have. NFL, too? No. Uh, I was going to take his place. Remember that? No. And they, the NFL films wanted me to do their, their films oh, every you week. Could definitely do that, yeah. And I said, Yeah, sounds great. And they go, Okay, so you'll just have to be in Philadelphia every Monday. I'm like, What? <laughs> I have to travel? I have to, because this was before, you know, the fiber optics and all yeah. that. So you actually had to go to Philadelphia to do it. That would have like, been horrible. No, thank you. <laughs> I I'm good. I mean, I the like dark Philadelphia. Ages I like voiceover Philadelphia. work, yeah. Yeah, it was a dark ages of voiceover. Oh, I, one more thing before we move on from Philadelphia. It was it is it Rittenhouse Square or Rittenhour Square? I can't remember. Rittenhouse. Is it Rittenhouse Square? I think. Uh, a friend of our, our daughter's getting married in the Catholic Church there at Rittenhouse Square or Rittenhour Square or whatever it's called. And I'm walking by the park, and they got this beautiful iron fencing and all that. And there's a cop, a female, a black woman cop, leaning up against the, uh, so the fence. You just had to point it out to no, me. No, I did, it, no, because <laughs> Tevin will understand the, the facial expression then. Because I walk by, and she's leaning up against the fence with her arms folded in front of her. And I go, beautiful day, officer. She goes, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am in Philadelphia, aren't I? A ray of sunshine. Yeah, a ray of sunshine <laughs> in Philadelphia right there, ladies and gentlemen. It was a rainy, cloudy day. So. <clears throat> yes, it was. <laughs> Actually. But yeah, I would have loved doing that, as a matter of fact, doing the old NFL films, but there's no way I was going to fly there every week. No way. You yeah, know. right. <clears throat> what are you going to do? But that, that was back in the day. So what's happening with you, Kasaki? Uh, I'm just, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've moved on. I've given up on the Falcons this season. <laughs> Already? <laughs> what do you mean? Why would you, why would you fold the 10? 53 reasons uh, why. They gave up 53. That's why. Oh, oh God. Oh. Or, or as the Dolphins call that, three seasons worth of points. Uh, <laughs> the Dolphins. God, the Dolphins are so The Falcons' defense is like a Walmart greeter. Hi, how are you? Come on through. <laughs> <laughs> they get the T-shirt and everything. 
<laughs> the Falcon's D is like a Red Rover line of the Golden Girls. It's not very strong. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the Falcon's D is like a crossing guard with no whistle or sign or arms. Uh, they're not. They're not good. Boy, look at the time they... with the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> An old cobweb is a better defense because at least then you stop for a second, and go ooh, you know, it slows you down. It slows you down. That's true. Yeah, they're they're not good. Um, they're worse than the Dolphins because the Falcons are trying to win. Um, at least the, <laughs> that's true. The Dolphins are technically succeeding at losing. Um, now they're being sued by Chick Fil A, the Falcons, you know, because taking Sundays off is their thing, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. It's <laughs> a very good point. Uh, Matt Ryan is starring in a new reality show. It's Interstellar meets Inception. It's called Interception. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> that'll be good. Streams live every Sunday. Yes, yeah, good stuff. Uh, the Falcons owner is, of course, Arthur Blank, which is an appropriate name because every time he speaks, I yell something I'm not allowed to say on the radio. <laughs> Arthur Blank, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> well. Blank actually said yesterday he's not considering a coaching change. Like, dude, you own Home, you own Home Depot. Like, pick up some guys in front of the store and put them in as coaches. Yeah. Would it be any worse? Dan Quinn. Quinn's a contradiction, a not a contradiction, a contraction. It's can't plus win equals Quinn. That's, uh, that's where it comes from. <laughs> God, really? Okay. <laughs> Somebody hasn't had any sleep. Uh, that's true, actually. I just got back from Vegas. That's actually true. Good read. I've known you for a long time, man. Uh, it was a great weekend. I worked the uh, Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club in Vegas with Emo Phillips. How about oh, that? Emo. Well, I haven't seen Emo in a while. How's he doing? He's great. He's exactly what you want him to be. He is quirky and brilliant and he hilarious and generous and kind. He's gentle and weird. He's awesome. I, I cannot him. identify who the man is, but there was a guy back on the KQ Morning Show at the very beginning. And when Emo first started coming in, he just hated him. Because the guy was very sarcastic. And so I was like, do we have to have that one guy in here? <laughs> Catherine, guess who it was? The very beginning of the show. Who was it that Emo Phillips got? No, 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 no. The KQ Morning Show. I don't know. Come on. Think about it. Who was annoying as hell, but I love him dearly? Philip. That wow. too. But it wasn't <laughs> Philip. It could have been Philip, but it wasn't Philip. It was Gelfand. Uh, oh, Gelfand. <laughs> yeah, Gelfand is annoying. Yes, Gelfand is annoying. That's nice. He's smart and he's funny and yeah. highly annoying. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave Mordahl? Dave yeah. Mordahl, he'd be another one. Too. Bob yeah. Sansevier? <laughs> for people on the, this show. I mean, show, it is radio. For people on this show who, who don't know who Dave Mordahl is, I like to do my impression of Dave Mordahl's attitude right now. You ready? <laughs> Goddamn sun shining again. He's a grumpy ass. He is a so I found yes, a good parking spot. That's yeah, really right. bitch. There was great parking right out front. <laughs> it's true. It's hundred uh, percent oh, true. That. This is this is. There's too many people to choose from for this quiz, Tom. Everybody <laughs> yes, I've ever worked with, exactly. pretty much. That's been pretty much the deal. The list is long. Actually, that came up this morning on the on the morning show because there there was a, apparently there was a questionnaire or something that they one of the places put out, and that 67 percent of people are friends with at least one coworker. Mm-hmm. You, that's probably about right. Two out of three people probably are friends with at least one of their coworkers. Mm-hmm. I had to think long and hard. I'll tell you that. I'm like, really? Let's see. Let's see. There's Tony, Tony Lee. He's good. Uh, who's the guy that signs my checks? Yeah, you like him. No, I don't, I don't like him. Matter of fact, I mentioned on the air, when I leave KQRS, I am going to fly to Atlanta and beat the piss out of him. I really am. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. What a prick. We oh. definitely need to get that sh- GoPro yeah. soon. I'm going to make sure I'm off work that day because I'm also flying to Yeah, come on with me. It'll be the greatest of all time. Get a driver. Devin can be your hype man and your cameraman. Yeah, exactly. Whoop his ass. <laughs> <laughs> cheering him on. Be cheering me on. Yeah, that's... 
That's a tough deal. Okay, are you over Atlanta now? Because I'll get back to you. Yeah, we can talk about. Well, we can make fun of the Redskins. <laughs> okay, yes. Well, how are they doing? Yeah. Jay Gruden? Not good. Yesterday, their coach said he's not concerned about his job status, and then at like 3 in the morning, they fired him. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, Whoops. Okay. So it wasn't his he quote, said if like the key he... works on Monday, I'll keep working. So I guess he doesn't have to work anymore. <laughs> That's key stop working, baby. <laughs> too many uh, too many Indians, not enough Chiefs, I guess. In, in oh, here. Uh... Oh, thank God you didn't say the name of the team. <laughs> I, I, I noticed you kind of d- double pumped That's on real. that one. Yeah, yeah too many you get in trouble. Indians. Thank <laughs> <Yeah>. God. <laughs> uh... I don't the Dolphins know. had a bye. That's as close as they're going to get to a win this year. Um, <laughs> That's true. You're not lying. That's true. Uh, a few years back, the Colts sucked for luck. The Dolphins are going to not win for two. Not win two for two, I think is what's happening. Two for two. Uh, yeah. I, I, why, why does Miami have to put up with that? Because their baseball team does it to them. They win the World Series, and then they sell everybody. And then their football right. team's doing it now to them. They're trying to not win so they can get the first overall draft choice, I guess. Well, uh, honest question as a, as a football fan. If your team's terrible, don't you want them to try something dramatically different? Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, I, I don't know. I think if I was a Dolphins fan, this would at least be encouraging. You're at least stockpiling some draft picks. And, yeah, yep. You know, you got some money under the salary cap. You're ready to do something different in the next few years. So, I, I don't know. Um, so while the Dolphins were saying, hey, we're in the driver's seat for the first pick in the draft, and the Bengals said, hold my Tua. Uh, <laughs> the Bengals. Oh, my. They took the yeah, chance to get yeah. sole possession of last place there. 0-5, baby. 0-5, man. If the Bengals started uh, 11 traffic cones every week, they would have the same record. That's not good. It's true. Uh, Titans missed four field goals, which means the Bears get a commission. Uh, <laughs> and they also made the kicker an honorary Viking. So that's nice. Oh, um, how sweet. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to love this one, Kostaki. What's that? Your Minnesota Twins are taking on the uh, New York Yankees in the ALDS, right? The American League oh. Division Series. Trevor May pitched for the, uh, the Twins on uh, Saturday. And uh, one of the local TV stations put a picture of Trevor May, who was pitching for the Twins uh, that day, put his picture up there, and it said, and I quote, Vikings pitcher. <laughs> huh. nice. He's got a really strong arm. Yeah, he <laughs> He's got a really strong arm. So that goes back to Dave Mordahl. That's something Dave Mordahl would say. That's something Mordahl would say. nothing about sports. <laughs> How do you look at the at the crawl and go, yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah that's... Do you not double check your work ever? Mm, no one yeah. reads the crawl. That's the I'm, truth. I've <laughs> always been surprised by how often my name is misspelled at the club when I get there. No, well, because I well, care. Well, that's that's what they're saying. I accept that it's a weird name, but it's not like my name is Jones, but there's a silent X in there or something weird. <laughs> right. Like, look it up. Like, you're going to spell Economopolis on the marquee. At least Google it once. What are you doing? But that would take effort. Mm-hmm. That would be wonderful. <laughs> so they already had to order the extra letters to put your name on the marquee. Yeah, know. that's true. They had to it pay extra. Well it's right. probably one of those people are like, I don't know how to copy and paste from my phone. Phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those millennials. Yeah, Kevin, that's right. <laughs> Kevin Meany had one of the greatest stories of all time. I miss Kevin Meany. I wish he hadn't oh, killed himself. Yeah, he was a good one. Really great guy. He, he comes and does the show, and I go, Tom, I have to tell you something. I made an appearance last night in Kansas City. I said, oh, yeah? How's that? That's a great audience, but I walked. He walks by, and he looks up at the marquee. At the Fox Theater in Kansas City. He looks at the marquee and he comes in and he says, I think you folks are at the wrong show because I saw the marquee and it says, Please welcome Kelly Mealy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kelly Mealy, they put on the marquee. No. Could you just check your work? No. Nope. Kevin Meany, Kelly Mealy. Not yeah. even close. Not yeah, even right. close. Oh, well. <laughs> He was a good one, man. He We're was. big pants people. Oh, funny. We're big pants people. Oh. <laughs> I love that guy. He was it's a much better impression. <laughs> no, nah, not really. Uh, Packers killed the Cowboys. I love that. 
to see the Cowboys spanked like that, usually you have to go backstage at a drag show or something. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great to be here. <laughs> the village people, Cowboys, was spanked less in public. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Zeke okay. Elliott had uh, more rings in his nose than any of the current Cowboys have on their fingers. That was that was fun to see. Interesting. Um, <laughs> the Steelers are down to their third-string quarterback. Get your pads on and take your shingles meds, Terry Bradshaw. We might need you. <laughs> I got the shingles cooking, huh? God, that was an unbelievable. What happened? That was a cheap shot, wasn't it? Like a double cheap shot? Well, I... I don't know. I, it looked to me like a legit situation oh, was where he's, okay. he's, he's aiming for the right area, but he's, the quarterback is sort of falling to his side. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was a rough-looking hit. He got smoked. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough one. Uh, Drew Brees said his thumb's getting stronger every day. So is Antonio Brown's, just from sitting on it. Um, <laughs> Hitchhiking because he can't afford a car anymore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. you go. He's definitely the type that's going to wind up broke despite oh, making God, $100 yes. million dollars in his life. Yeah, yeah it's true. Uh, Antonio Brown is seeking $40 million from the Patriots and Raiders. Maybe I should seek the same thing. I contributed about as much, and I wasn't a distraction. Right? <laughs> that's true. See, you're nothing yeah. but good. Just good work a- comes a- from you. A.B. walked out of a court deposition, which, given the condition of his feet recently, is kind of good news. How do you freeze your feet for karate? How do you not? (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. That should have been the first sign that the original helmet was not working. Yes. How did you get frostbitten feet? What are you doing? Uh, There was a drop kick in the Ravens game uh, in week three. It was awesome. Uh, But now it's illegal. A catch they still can't figure out, but a drop kick nuance they fix it in like a week and a half. It's it's amazing. No, isn't that unbelievable? That is very true. <laughs> uh, and finally, the Jaguars are selling the Minshew Mini Pack. It's a ticket with a fake mustache and a bandana, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> okay. Because they couldn't do a jock strap and an airplane bottle of Crown. Right, I right. I think that's exactly <laughs> right. That's that's a little more on the money, but. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be handing that out to everyone in the state. <laughs> mm, well, you could, but, <clears throat> you know. All right, well, young man, another. The Vikings, the Vikings are on the upswing of this yo-yo nice that you try. guys are on, yeah. so enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, nice try. Yeah. <laughs> nice try. One thing about a yo-yo, it does go back down. So. It, wow. definitely, it definitely might, yeah. The Giants so are horrendous. Let's not get too excited here. <laughs> That's all I know. Kostaki, thank you, sir. We will talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Kostaki Economopolis and Quick Snaps, that's going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family. 